Adorable as their families might be, the expanding deer population in the wooded areas have become more than a nuisance. That's why several jurisdictions have launched programs to thin out local deer populations. For the D.C. area, Rock Creek Park, that job falls to the National Park Service. Joining me in studio with their methods and tactics, information-sharing specialist Megan Northrup. Ms. Northrup, good to have you in. Nice to be here, Tom. First of all, tell us, I guess we all kind of instinctively know this, but why are the deer such a problem outside of the car crashes and the dangers they pose to traffic? Sure. Well, right now we have an overabundant deer population. In the past few decades, monitoring of forests in uh, Rock Creek Park and other parks um, has shown that the deer are having a really heavy impact on the forest. They're eating a lot of vegetation. They're eating uh, especially the young tree seedlings that are the forests of tomorrow. So they're affecting the forest regeneration and their future. And there's no way to train them to eat invasive vines, is there? Unfortunately. So the future of the forest is at stake. Correct. And your jurisdiction runs to the Montgomery County line in Rock Creek Park? So, yeah, Rock Creek Park is a national park in the District of Columbia, and it is entirely in the District of Columbia. Uh, But there are parts of Rock Creek that go up into Montgomery County, but that's cared for by the county. And what are the trends in the deer population? Do you have figures, and how do you how do you know? So most recently, um, there were 39 deer per square mile. That's wow. a, in the fall of uh, 2018 in Rock Creek Park. And they have no natural predators, correct? They don't have predators. And right. we probably wouldn't like it if they had predators, because the kinds of predators that would eat a deer could eat a jogger. Uh there would be people would be concerned if there were, for example, wolves that could actually live in the park. Sure. So, what if it's thirty nine per square mile? Is there a, an acceptable number or an ideal number? The level of deer that is accepted to be beneficial for forests, or at least not harmful to forests, is about fifteen to twenty per square mile. So, we were at a level that's about twice that. Wow. So, tell us how you're going about taking care of this. Sure. So Rock Creek recently announced its annual uh, window, its operations timing for deer management. And the way that they manage deer is lethal management. We work with the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Uh, There are biologists who are highly trained firearms experts, and they are actually the ones that come in and assist us with deer management. Um, The operation takes place when the park is closed. That's at night. Uh, We close off roads and trails um, and have people, park staff and park police, manning those uh, closures uh, because safety is of the utmost importance. And the USDA team comes in and does their work at night and then... They shoot them. That is correct. And how far away can they be before it's deemed unsafe to take that shot? So there are a lot of protocols for what is the safest way to do this deer removal. So we're working within boundaries, areas that um, are fairly internal to the park, so not near the edges of the park, nowhere near uh, residential areas. Um, And there are a number of protocols um, where they will only take shots in a downward angle, right, so not across um, the, so to ensure the safest operation possible. And when the deer are taken, are they available for venison or somehow feeding people? They are. We go through a process um, that is t- 
to, to determine the uh, safety of the, of the meat itself. And it's processed professionally, and then it is donated to local food kitchens. We're speaking with Megan Nortrup. She's a spokesman for natural and cultural resources at the National Park Service. And earlier you noted that the Rock Creek Park as a national park ends at the city line. But the habitat goes on and on for about 15 more miles up to the north and in different directions. And so the deer say, golly, there's much less of us down there, more food. Let's walk down and join Rock Creek Park. This is a continuous effort because you can't really contain them in one area. And 10 yards later, it's the county and they're free to roam and reproduce as they will. So how does that, how do you deal with that? You're you're right. Uh, The deer don't see the boundary of the park. But there are lots of jurisdictions that are also managing deer, and that includes Montgomery County, Prince George's County. There's areas in Virginia that are – there are lots of places that are managing overabundant deer populations. So we are definitely not the only ones. Is there a formal cooperative system intergovernmentally between the Park Service and those local jurisdictions such that you can maybe coordinate efforts and share best practices? Uh, There's not a formal uh, coordination. Uh, There are, within the National Park Service in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, there are six parks that are actually managing uh, deer right now. And then there are national parks beyond in the Mid-Atlantic and the Northeast that are also managing deer. Is this a problem only in the northeast part of the United States? I know in New England they have lots and lots of deer because there's actually more forest now than there was a century ago thanks to the closure of farms here in the mid-Atlantic. What about the upper Midwest and other areas? It, it does. Uh, overabundant deer do extend out into the Midwest. Uh, there are parks like Indiana Dunes and Cuyahoga Valley that are also managing deer. Got it. In upstate New York, too. I only know that because I drove up Route 15 a few months ago, and the highway was littered, literally, with deer. Oh, dear. <laughs> so it <laughs> wasn't a lot of fun. And what about methods of contraception or spaying or neutering the deer or giving them birth control pills? Have those been thought of? Have they been tried? Does any of that work? It, they have been thought of. The, the Rock Creek Park actually went through um, a lengthy environmental Um, review process that's part of the National Environmental Protection Act. Um, So you go through an environmental assessment and public input uh, process. And contraception was considered, but there isn't a method that is proven effective for unfenced areas uh, and places where the population is so high you would need to actually have long-lasting contraception. So it would have to last for more than two years. There isn't actually a method out there that's available right now. Sure. How do you measure progress? How do you take the census of, a, of the deer population? The, uh, the measure of success is in the forest vegetation itself. And so we're monitoring that on an ongoing basis. And when we actually see that there's successful regeneration and regrowth, that's our measure of success. Got it. What about incidents involving people? I mean, they do knock over people sometimes or they... Car collisions are pretty common on Rock Creek Parkway and also the George Washington Memorial Parkway and I imagine on the BW Parkway. What about that metric? That's not the reason that the deer management is occurring, but as a benefit, it does benefit drivers that go through the park. So it uh, there's lots of side benefits to deer management, but the main reason we're doing it is really for the forest. Megan Nortrup is a spokesman for Natural and Cultural Resources at the National Park Service. Thanks so much for joining me. 
You're welcome. Thank you. We'll post this information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.